ladies and gentlemen. Uh, who am I kidding? Jerks and jerkettes. What? <laughs> Wrestling fans, we know how they are. <laughs> All right. Welcome to episode 29 of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. I am Sean Hood alongside Mr. Dave Taylor. How's it going, PG? ladies and gentlemen? Like you're going to stick with that? Yeah. You're going to maintain yeah. the ladies uh, and yeah, gentlemen? Yeah, it sounds like you got a heel turn coming on here. Hey, well, you know, and I always kind of ride that line. I'm always in the middle. Yeah. You never know where I'm going to go. That's that's me. I'm a tweener. I'm yeah. the worst. Uh, but we are easily podcast. Podcast repeat. FM 99's first and only podcast. When we're specifically about WWE wrestling. But on this edition of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat, we got a good show for you. Yeah, we do. We're going we're gonna to talk about Raw and SmackDown from the week, of course, because it's what we do. We're going to talk about the mixed tag team tournament thing they're doing. They had the first match of that last night, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, we're going to discuss some news, including uh, the Roman Reigns steroid oh. story that's going around right now. And you want to stay tuned in this episode, because later on we have an interview with the ravishing Russian... Lana. It's the biggest show ever until next week. Until next week. That's right. That's the way it's always here on Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. But uh, if you want to get in touch with us, there's lots of ways. First of all, finding the show, fm99.com, media tab, ESPR, right there under that. Uh, but I, I feel like telling you how to find it is silly because you've clearly done that. Uh, podcast apps, just search ESPR, and you might want to type WWE just to narrow it down a little bit for you. Facebook.com slash ESPR99 at ESPR99 on Twitter. And if you want to send us an email, ESPR at FM99.com. And we advise you guys to do that we want to hear from you guys Absolutely. as much uh, about everything about stuff we talk about stuff you want us to talk about uh we are going to be asking for some of your suggestions a little later on uh when we talk about raw and smackdown and everything so uh make sure you uh make sure you reach out to us we want to hear from you and tell a friend tell a wrestler tell a friend right and that how it goes telephone tell a wrestler something like that yeah text yeah. them share hit the anybody share yeah. just tell them tell them to listen tell them they owe you money but you'll forgive it if they if they if they listen to the show you know most people just panic when they hear they owe you money so they might believe you. Um, but on this edition, so we'll start off right away. I guess we can talk about, we'll start with, you know what, let's start with the news a little yeah, bit. Just because uh, it's a big deal. That's what people um, are talking about. It is what people are talking about. But I, uh, it's one of those things that right away we'll kick this off it's by saying, you know what, early. maybe we could say this right away. We'll start with this. Uh, WWE had some signings yesterday they announced. Yeah. That was signings. pretty cool. Uh, they announced they had the signing of... Um, Oh no, War Machine, the tag team for Ring of Honor. How awesome is that? That's I was excited great. because when, when I saw they saw the footage, it's like, I, like are these the guys who I remember who they are? And then it's like, man, because they kind of look like um, the guys in NXT right now. And, and, Killian Dane yeah, and uh, yeah, I yeah, know who you're talking about. So yeah, I don't know if it's like an extension of that entourage or if it's or that would be interesting to say the least. I'm surprised they signed. Not that these guys like aren't good enough to get signed. I just didn't have any clue WWE was looking at them. But they're big, agile guys. They are big, agile dudes. They I think they will move. fit in very well in the uh, the tag team division. Hope they go to NXT first. I'm yeah, really yeah. hoping we get that. Yeah, and, simply and because. Um, well, eventually, but I, I'd, I'd love to see them on uh, on NXT and in some matches there because, I mean, NXT is where we get to see these guys really go sometimes before they actually uh, make their way up to the main roster. So Ring of Honor, that's awesome. Uh, the tag team there, uh, War Machine, that's very cool news. We've also got Candice LeRae was signed, so that's pretty cool as well. Candice LeRae, uh, she's known all over the place at this point. She's been wrestling. Uh, I think she was in the uh, the tournament, wasn't she? She, she was, yeah. I think she got to the semifinal. She's a high flyer. Yeah. Yep. She, she is. Uh, and, well, she's uh, married to Johnny Gargano from yeah. NXT, yep. Mr. Wrestling, so or Johnny Wrestling. That's what Johnny we call him, Johnny Wrestling. And uh, she's been wrestling for. I'm trying to see what her debut is here. Her. She, she's been doing for a number of years. And yeah, she's, she's been around she, for she's longer in than you think. She uh, 
She's 32. I mean, so she's I mean, she's not old by any stretch of the imagination, but she's been wrestling for okay, since 2002. Yes. So she's been this this lady has a 14 almost 15 year career. No, I'm sorry. 15 almost 16 year career under her belt. I'm going to share I should share the uh, video on the uh, WWE uh our, our our page from WWE is that she did an interview already and they showed some footage of her that she had, you know, her just flying around, you know, she was in the ring with Kevin Owens at one time. Yeah. And, uh, she did um, a lot of mixed tag team stuff. Quite, quite, mixed the, uh, quite, quite the wrestling. resume. I'm kind of oh. excited for it because this is that she can fly. Oh, she can absolutely fly. She's really good. We saw that in the tournament. Uh, she spent uh, a lot of her early career wrestling issues in the independence and stuff like that. Uh, she ended up in, uh, I think it was a promotion she uh, was in called EWF. And uh, then she was in Pro Wrestling Gorilla for a while, uh, while I remember. Um, she ended up on the independent circuit uh, working her way through Combat Zone Wrestling, which is really popular. <laughs> really popular CZW. Oh, my God. Uh, she wrestled for Full Impact Pro. I think she was a part of Shimmer as well. She wrestled for the NWA. She made an appearance with TNA. Uh, she wrestled in Ring of Honor. So, I mean, she's done tons of stuff. And that was all before making her way uh, to the um, the tournament, the Mae Young Classic. Yeah. So, she's done... A lot in well, this world. Well, yeah, I mean, she's been wrestling what for fifteen years now. It's it's. Um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to her. She's somebody that uh, just is going to be great. Oh, she's going to be fantastic, without a doubt. Um, I'm I'm really excited about. It. I enjoyed what I saw from her in the tournament. I hadn't seen a ton from her uh, on the independence. I've seen some. I think I saw one of her one of the matches where she was wrestling a guy, and I've always been kind of iffy on those. But you know what? Yeah. Sometimes when done correctly, it can be really good. Um, I don't like the matches where they paint him out to be like the guy is just being vindictive and vicious against the woman. You know what I mean? Because he can. He's overpowering the poor little woman. Yeah, there's no point of that. Right? I don't like those matches. They don't really do anything for me. If it's a, if it's a legit competition where they're trying to beat each other, I don't have as much of an issue. But uh, well, I mean, it's I mean, it's done to an advance a heel, but it doesn't really. Yeah. It's but it's there's really no point to those matches. Well, and I feel like in it, it's. I hate to say this because it makes the women look bad, and I don't intend it that way. But because the way women's wrestling has been portrayed for so long, if a guy loses to a woman, it hurts that guy more than it helps her. It's it still does. I mean, look at yeah. um, China to some extent, but China was different because it was new. China was very but, well. She was bigger than half the guys, yeah. so that helped. <laughs> it's, true, she can pick it's, up. it's it's like if Nia Jax beats somebody, I'm not going to be that shocked, you know. Um, well, the Undertaker, well, Becky Lynch and uh, James Ellsworth. Um, but, get, yeah, but, but James Ellsworth, come on, he was half a guy at that point. <laughs> he was so small. Uh, but who's uh, the Undertaker's wife and Diamond Dallas Page? Uh, um, that, Sarah? That, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sarah, back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't love that. No. Didn't love that. Didn't do DDP any favors. No, it did not do it. Well, a lot of a lot of what happened there didn't do DDP <laughs> any favors. But um, yeah. other than Candice LeRae, the probably the biggest signing they made was Ricochet. Ricochet, uh, Trevor Mann. He's nicknamed as Ricochet. He's King Ricochet in other places. In Lucha Underground. He's Prince Puma. Um, he's fantastic. Fantastic. Um, I think he also. I think he also worked in. I think he worked in Chikara. Um, I have a friend who worked for Chikara for a while. And I want to say he worked there as like Helios, I think was his name or something like that. Not my friend, but Prince Puma yeah, or uh, yeah. uh, Ricochet. And this guy, you want to talk about amazing. Innovative with offense. Oh, he's incredible. The dude's incredible. And I've seen him wrestle matches that are like Lucha Underground. You can watch him wrestle some matches that are a little. They've got the Lucha style, but a little more. Uh, of an American style added into it. Okay. So a little bit more than just the high spots, right? But then you can also see him wrestle those matches that are just crazy high spot after crazy high spot. I mean, this guy can do a lot. I've seen him brawl. I've seen him do all sorts of stuff. This guy is 
This guy's the real deal. Um, so fingers he, crossed for a Finn Balor or AJ Styles match in a year or two. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. He's close to six feet tall. I'd be interested to know if they're going to bill him as six feet tall because <laughs> he's not quite. Um, but they may indeed. He'd be. He's going to be great on NXT. I can tell you that right now. And and if he gets up there in time and he's having matches with guys like AJ Styles and Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and there are dude, there are some amazing matches well, to be had. I, and I think and correct me if I'm wrong because you watch a lot more NXT than I do. Mm-hmm. But it seems like that the scientific wrestling right now isn't really in NXT other than like one or two guys that um the guys that had the match where I can't think of the, the Prince like character. And oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you're talking Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream. Exactly. But there doesn't seem to be, right now, it seems to be more of a physical style than the well, high. Well, no, I mean, I'd say there's there's a mixture of the high-flying and technical still there because the Undisputed Era, that's the bread and butter, is technical wrestling and, and high-flying. Uh, not even so much high-flying. I mean, they do some high spots, but generally speaking, they're very technical and a lot of kicks and stuff like that with them. Um, but uh, the leader there, Adam Cole, a lot of real technical wrestling and everything. I mean, you've got... Um, um, oh God, Roderick Strong, very technical wrestler. Uh, Andrade Cien Almas, very technical wrestler. Johnny Gargano, very technical wrestler. So they've got a lot of it in there still. But I think that's the thing I like about NXT is there's a mix. You've got so many different styles that work so, and you've got guys that really stick to their style. What? What? They, well, I, I'm looking at like the tag team guys too. I mean, other than when DIY was together, uh, right? But you had you've got like you know the, 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 the authors, authors. Of yeah, for the and, tag team, uh, and, it seems like you are more more now. It's more chaotic and, and brawling style and and hard hitting. But it's not just them. I mean, you've got um, a little bit of flash and high flying with the the street profits. Um, you've got uh, there's heavy machinery who are just obviously heavy hitting uh, authors yeah. of pain who are very heavy hitting. Um, there's another one, TM61 or something like that. Uh, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I think it's TM61. And those guys, very technical and some high okay. spots and All everything. Right. So they do have a nice mix, but it is, I do agree with you. I think the tag team division is leaning a little more heavily towards the hard-hitting stuff, yeah. which if you get War Machine in there, you're just going to keep that up. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, back to uh, Ricochet. This guy... If they take him seriously, he he has all the potential in the world. Um, he's only 29 years old, believe it or not, and this guy has been everywhere. He wrestled in Chikara. He wrestled in Evolve and Dragon Gate, uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Uh, he wrestled in New Japan. He wrestled in Lucha Underground. I mean, this guy's been all over the world, too, and he's gotten experience all over the place. And he debuted in 2003, so he's been around for about uh, 14 and change now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's got a good career behind him. I just I'm I'm so excited by a lot of these signings. This might be the outside of when they signed AJ Styles, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Finn Balor, and all those guys together. This is the next group that's like holy crap! They just signed a f- several people at one time that are going to be really it, good for them. It all on the same day. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It's, it's like let's remember that day. You know, yeah. January sixteenth is when you know, they signed these guys. That's wow. That's when they that's when they signed this this group. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's going to be so cool for them. Um, and I'm pretty excited about that. I think I expect big things from a lot of them at this point. Um, I am trying to find that other story we were going to talk about. Um, if I can find it anywhere. Let's see. Um, on our Facebook if we, page. Yeah, I, I, had, I didn't have that pulled up, so I'm trying to pull it up now as I, uh, as I discuss this. But uh, the next story, here it is. We we're going to talk about Roman Reigns, who is being linked to a steroid distribution ring by the dealer. Uh, yeah, at this point, um, <clears throat> the uh, Richard Rodriguez, hate. who ran uh, Iron Addicts Gym down in Florida, uh, was part has, has basically copped to a, a steroid distribution ring, and he's named two big people in that, one of them being Mark Wahlberg yeah. and the other one being Roman Reigns. 
Now, of course, there's no proof of this yet, but, uh, you know, this is one of those things that you got to hope it's not true. I know they'll do random testing sometimes, and you got to imagine that the random yeah. testing will show its head soon because they need to clear themselves from this as much as Roman needs to clear himself. That, yeah, that that's going to, you know, people are going to speculate that, uh, oh, well, oh, he gets a free pass or whatever else. I mean, there's always some questionable things with Randy Orton and some of the other you know, uh, people in the past who've had one or two suspensions. Uh, and people that who, who hate Roman Reigns right now are hating on this even more. Right, absolutely. Because, I mean, his name's just linked to it. It might not mean anything. A guy just could be naming names because it's a big name and – he absolutely could be. You know, he's trying to like, well, yeah, this guy and implicate other people. You know, it's, it's it's happened before. Yeah, no, it's people. it's it's entirely possible he's just throwing names out there, and it's not. There's not going to be any way to link this to Roman Reigns hey, at all. You know, it's not like they're going to do anything. I will say this. I mean, if they you know follow through with the match on Monday, which I don't see why they wouldn't, but mm-hmm. the Barclays Center in in the Miz match, um, you, you know, there it's going to be a rough crowd. I mean, it's a rough crowd in general, but now with this going on. Yeah, it's it's going to be really rough <laughs> at this point. You're going to hear some chants his direction, I think, yeah. which is a real shame because he was finally kind of not winning the crowd over so much as he evened out the boos and the cheers, at yeah. least to a point. Like, there were a lot of times now where you heard more cheers than boos. And don't get me wrong, the boos were still there. Yeah, yeah, they're there. But, but you, he, they were way less slanted than they were for a while. And I'm afraid this is going to send them right back there. Yep. You know? Um, well, and the pay-per-view, too. I mean, at the Rumble and stuff, when it's a smarter crowd, if you will, not the TV crowd. Right. That's that's well. When that's, we say smarter crowd, let's be clear. Yeah. We're just we're just the people who read the dirt sheets and everything, and who yeah. listen to our podcast. Like that's what we really mean. Yeah, you're only smart because you listen to our show. Otherwise, you're just internet dummies. The um, but I get what you mean. They're going to be harsher than the standard TV crowd, which is yeah. a lot of kids and families and everything. Yeah. So um, that'll be rough. That'll be really rough. I'm still one of those people though who maintains that this isn't a real sport. Like it's not a it's not a co- competitive sport, I should say. Um, it's not a competitive sport. So who gives a crap if these guys want to take steroids? It's up to if they want to do that to their body. That's on them, as far as I'm concerned. Because if it's a competitive sport and you're getting an unfair advantage over somebody, that's one thing. Then I then I agree that it needs to be regulated. I know, there, there but just, but uh, but but the, the issues with with the wellness policy when Crispin Wall twelve years ago. Yeah, but hit, I mean the steroids you, had nothing to do with that. You, that you, was concussions. Yeah, but but it still it made him look get it you know. More oh exposed. no, for sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. I'm just saying that it, I I still maintain that steroids have a weird place in history because we've painted them out to be this crazy boogeyman. And don't get me wrong, there's definitely negatives to them but i feel like the main issue that everybody's always concerned with is that it's the unfair advantage they get over other people with these gigantic bodies and muscles and they're able to rebound from injuries faster and you know what if this guy wants to it's like if you want to drink if you want to drink and run the risk of getting you know doing something stupid or drive you know driving under the influence or whatever that's that's somebody else we'll get to that in a minute um then that's up to you you know, but again, I, I'm not knocking WWE for having a policy against steroids. I'm just saying I've always kind of felt like hey, these guys want to do that. I don't really care. Well, they had the big trial in the '90s where you know Vince. Yeah, McMahon, yeah. Well, know. because they're technically a banned substance. You know, yeah. it's, so I mean, it, it's if it's illegal, it's illegal. That's one thing you can't get around that. Um, I just think it's silly outside of outside of competitive uh, sports. But you know, it also to investors too. I mean, you know, they're yeah, business. for sure. And, yeah, and that's gonna be like, well, you let these guys do all this. I can't. You know, when you market the kids, you can't have all this. Yeah, well, I mean, you're you're hundred percent right. You're hundred percent right. I mean, it's the same issue that, that sports go through. You know, uh, it's baseball basketball and football and, and baseball, baseball yeah. where they can't have their athletes doing these sort of things because a lot of kids look up to them. You know, as much as you shouldn't stop looking up to athletes. Most of them are overgrown, overpaid children. Stop it. Well, when I was a kid, I looked up to them because they were taller than me. 
Well, this is true. You still have to look up to me. That's because you have no choice. Um, <laughs> and we did talk about a uh, DUI thing. Oh, but I, but my I think my general thought on the Roman Reigns thing is just reserve judgment until you know more. That's the main I, I thing I'm saying. That one there. Yeah. yeah. Let's wait. Let's wait this out. If you find out that he was okay, boo the crap out of him. But uh, you know, outside <laughs> of that, then. You know, I, I say you give it a you give it a, a little while and see if anything comes of this. Um, outside of that, we were going to talk about the other bit of bad press WWE got recently, yeah, which good. was a member of their SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Jay Uso, being arrested for a DWI driving while intoxicated. Um, that's not great. Obviously, uh, he was arrested on Sunday for a DWI. Uh, let's see, he was released on five hundred dollar bond later that day. He's pulled over at 1 a.m. So generally speaking, like I, we did have a question on our page that said, is this a violation of the wellness policy? I did some research into the wellness policy. Yeah. They're, the only thing they care about with alcohol is that their, their wellness policy says you can't uh, consume alcohol within 12 hours of you being expected to work. That's a Sunday night when he was drinking. He doesn't work on Mondays. Because that's well, when they have house shows sometimes. Do they have house shows on yeah. Mondays? Yeah, I thought I thought I thought it was, oh. I thought it was Sunday morning, like Saturday night into Sunday. I thought. Oh yeah. uh, wait, was it? Maybe I got it wrong. So Maybe probably after a house show Let's on see. Saturday. Uh, you, you know, there's been as you're looking it up. There's been other people in the past. Oh, you like, know, you're right. Okay, so yeah, uh, Sunday morning. Yep. Jack Swaggered had that. He had the you know, he had big pot on him, and then there was um, you know Rob Van Dam and stuff with. Uh, after he had the uh, championships, ECW and the uh, WWE. That was a problem. That, that was a problem, was a problem so for I, sure. I don't know what, um, you know, I know they got the title defense at the Rumble in, in, in uh, a little over a week. So I'm, look, I'm looking right that. now to see if there was anything. Uh, and and uh, it doesn't happen. I mean, it happens every once in a while. But, right, Because I, mean, right, I, th- right. I think the other Uso had uh, an issue a few years ago. And, uh, uh, he may have. I don't remember. Um, and if I'm wrong, I apologize to that. But yeah, uh, how dare you, sir? How dare <laughs> Dare well, you. I meant like a, like a DUI or, or something in that regard. That's that's what I mean. Man, it's really hard to go back on these things. Yeah. Because um, I'm trying to go back in history and see when their schedules were. But uh, live schedule, house shows. But the internet is not wanting to work with me. They're only giving me the shows that are coming up, not the ones that have happened. Yeah. So, well, we're just going to assume he didn't have a house show that following night. Because yeah. as long as he didn't. He, there's nothing. Don't get me wrong. The DWI might get him a little, a little trouble. Yeah. Not a wellness policy violation. No, no, though. but it's it's embarrassing and it's it's not good. It's for not the good for him. It's not good for him. So yeah. And somebody else said this is incredibly disappointing, and I agree. Yeah. It's very disappointing. Yeah. Um. Well, I think you'll really get an idea for how mad they are at him come the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. when they defend the tag team titles. Yeah. Uh, against Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Now they may be supposed to drop him to him anyway. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. That's the thing. If they drop him, people are going to immediately say, oh, well, this is because of the DWI. You know, we don't know. Not necessarily. We don't know that because they're building up Gable and Benjamin. It's very possible they're supposed to take the straps off of them. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Should so that be a good match. I'm, yeah, regardless, it should be a good match. Um, so that's going to handle it for uh, the news section. As we move on to Raw and SmackDown, kind of try to give you an abbreviated version. Not a ton of amazing things happened on either show. Um, I loved the Braunathon. That was pretty great. Uh, the, the one thing, though. Monday Night Braun. That was pretty good. Was It, it was like way too much of him going. Like, uh, sir, like, like everything that's happened. what Braun does. I know, but it was like like it was like every like two minutes. It was like. Rrr! 
it's like this. Okay, you want to tell Braun to stop yelling? Because I don't want to tell Braun to stop he can yelling. Yell, just, just it, it, just, it loses the. It's almost like. Too I mean, much. I guess, but I don't know. I watched Austin go to every four corners like forty times a night. Sometimes that was I don't know. It's I, I get what you mean, and it did seem a little a little out of place here and there, especially some of the backstage. Because that that was like the first time he's really been featured. Yeah. Well, I thought he was fine generally. I thought he was fine. It was just yeah, I agree with you. There were a few spots where it was like, okay, you're you're backstage. Who are you doing this to? You know, and it's it's not that I don't have a hard time with Kurt Angle being in this role. But it's, I, it's, I have uh, a hard time with Kurt Angle's acting. But it's it's, oh, it's God. not the most convincing. Those trucks are worth twelve million dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that, <laughs> I laughed out loud watching that well, part. I thought, I thought that was Corey Graves or something. Was that? Or no, was he said that later. Okay, Kurt said okay, it first. Okay. Because Kurt, because they say Kurt, oh my God, Braun Strowman's on his way to the production truck, and Kurt goes, oh God, those trucks are worth twelve million dollars. It was, it was so bad. Like that's the one thing. You know, oh, those are twelve million dollar trucks. Like who knows that? I mean, I, I just it's well, bad. I mean, you would imagine if you're in charge of the show and and yeah. everything, you you might be the one yeah, to know that. Yeah, make sure nobody goes in these trucks are worth twelve million dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> but on. it was it was uh, yeah it was it was silly. Um, obviously watching him flip the tractor trailer again, silly, but no sillier than him flipping the ambulance, probably close to the same weight if I had to imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, still a cool visual, you know, we're, we're all very aware that it was, it was, you know, set up to do that, but it still looked cool. I, 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 was I was like, I, I loved watching him pull down the whole set last yeah. week. That was cooler to me than this. Yeah, yeah. the recap video of that was pretty awesome. The uh, the one thing I kind of hoped when he went in the truck was that like, and I don't know what what part is taped beforehand and what's live, but like that he went in there like started hitting buttons just to mess with like yeah, the show. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that that would have been great. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I really was waiting for him to do something. You yeah. know what I mean? I wish he'd started pushing things and things happened. Like you yeah. could see things happen on the screen, yeah. but it wasn't turning it off. You know, when he gets and then he gets frustrated because nobody will tell him how to turn it off yeah. and he gets tired of pushing buttons so then he goes outside but i mean it's a little nitpick um it, it was it was fun overall i like that braun finally got featured a little bit um that i was kind of i was kind of intrigued that he was taken out of the match uh, at the royal rumble um and then he was fired i figured what was going to end up happening was he was going to get hired on smackdown and then end up winning the rumble for smackdown oh I thought that might be what ends up happening, <laughs> but uh, I was that wrong. Before the show was over, uh, before, yeah, yeah, within the like next a hour, segments like, "Oh, yeah. okay, you're back." You know, well, it was actually I think it was later than almost like by the next hour. Yeah, and then Michael Cole, you know, with the- that was pretty great. <laughs> if for no other reason than just I hate Michael Cole, so that was pretty great. Um, it was pretty fantastic to not have him out there for the rest of the show. And um, I loved when Braun picked him up, and you, <laughs> you can hear Michael going, "Ah, oh, stop, Braun, stop!" <laughs> Just like, <laughs> well, it, well, and his head sack, I caught it in his foot. So I was that was funny for, too. Uh, you know, like, that was funny. Like, is yeah. going to help him? Or By the way, fix it? Braun uh, is one of the only people on this planet who believably shakes off five dudes yeah. and then beats them up. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching the Big Show do this for years, and it just never looked believable. But Braun. I believe every bit of everything he physically does because he just he puts the he puts the the motion like the the he has to, he kind of commits himself to the move you know what I mean he, he's very committed to, to he's not everything he's he not relying on you to do it for him he's committed to this and he's like no I'm gonna throw you off of me and so with them actually being a part of that as and helping it looks even better but like when he annihilated those guys backstage when he goes I'm not finished yet and he grabbed the dude and threw I mean threw him and he landed through that table i was like holy crap you know again i like braun i i I like braun rampages they're fun um if this guy doesn't get the title at some point 
yeah. in the next year. I'm going to be very disappointed. Who, who would have thought a year ago well, we would be enjoying them? Because uh, this was about a time where we're like, oh, well, you know. Oh, God, are they going to do What are they doing with them? I don't know. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Um, so that was uh, Raw. I mean, everything else from that was, was good, but... It, it was the show was fine. Yeah, but nothing yeah, yeah. was. Titus Worldwide winning again, which is setting up for you know with Jason Jordan and the whole. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, the Finn Balor Seth match. You, you think about it because I don't think they they had a match since SummerSlam. No, I don't think they have either because they never got that rematch. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it wasn't the bad match. I mean, there was no. A lot. The match was really good. And, and, and then you got you know. Uh, the bar coming out and getting involved with the Baylor mm-hmm. uh, the Balor Club, and mm-hmm. which then leads me to believe: Are we going to get Balor Club versus the Bar later on? Which could be some great matches. I'd be into that. Yeah. You know, um, Finn and, and and them looking uh, well. The match was fantastic. I'm so happy to see the curb stomp back. Yeah, whole, uh, yeah, because because so I, I know I, I told you it's like you're going to see something you haven't seen in a while, and and it's like out of nowhere too. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Well, as soon as Finn it. was down, and he, uh, you saw the way Seth looked at him, yeah. I went. Wait a minute. And then he did it, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, so that was pretty cool. I dug that that happened. Um, it was a good match overall. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. And um, I'm enjoying the weird back and forth they're doing with, with Seth and, and Jordan. Because Jordan clearly set him up in that role. It was better this week. I, yeah. I, I prefer to be – because Jordan's getting out. better at it. He helped out. Because I didn't like it last week. I, I thought it was too weird, and, like, that's where I felt like – you know, where the shield's missing Dean Ambrose. And, and last in this past Monday. Well, yeah, but I think you're it, supposed it to feel that way. Um, Jordan, again, Jordan is, is really growing into the role he's been given now. Um, uh, Asuka and Nia Jax, I thought that was handled very well. They said, you know, they, yeah, because I was like, what? Here's for a, a match with this little, I, it needed more build yeah. for what it was. And I would have preferred their first confrontation be on, uh, on a pay-per-view. But you know what? They saved a pin. They saved a submission. They, they did, yeah. yeah. They, they, I thought they did. And you know what? Those two women worked well together. I was really curious, but those two women worked really well. Um, you had the revival back with a squash and possibly setting themselves up for like a ninety stunners next week. I, I got a feeling that the, yeah, that interview after the match, they're going to get. Uh, I'm really hoping that's not what's going to happen. I'm hoping they come out and get some serious uh, heat on them by having them beat. That up would be legends. better. Yeah, and, and I then agree. Have somebody run down and be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Like, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And that, I, I feel like that would be way better. Uh, you had Roman Reigns and the the uh, Miz Taraj, which was fine. Wasn't anything amazing, but it was fine. Yeah. Uh, built towards uh, Miz later on, of course, and uh, more of the same from Matt Hardy. Nothing, nothing overly. Because well, you're just you're just keeping it there until you get to the Rumble. Yeah, but this is this is one of the problems. Is like you know, God, guys, did you not have anything else you thought of? Like, because I mean, you couldn't. Uh, they've literally done the same thing. Like I think like two or three weeks well, in a row now. Like Heath Slater, but the, I mean, but they could have. Yeah. Um, I mean, just kind of promo only. But yeah, but I mean, like, even if they mix it up a little bit, like you have me show, show me Wyatt going to the Hardy compound, show me uh, Hardy showing up at Wyatt's swamp or whatever it is. Show me, give me something weird. You know what I mean? These guys would be a great tag team, by the way, or the other Hardys out. They would be. That's ah, not <laughs> a bad idea. Somebody brought up that it wouldn't take much for Matt to be a member of the Wyatt family. Like it would just be a little twist, and that's all it would be. And I'm like, that oh, could be interesting, but we'll see what happens with that. But you you want to cheer them though? That's that'd be the thing. Well, that but I think I think you'd have to embrace that fact because people, yeah. like you said, people would absolutely cheer them. There's no way they'd boo them. Um, they'd be way too popular to yeah. boo them. Um, so we'll move from that to SmackDown real quick, and we will talk SmackDown again. Not a ton there to talk about. The U.S. title tournament continued. Xavier Woods and Gender. That was fine. Nothing amazing. Gender sucks. Um. <laughs> It was then, a bad match. It was fine, I guess. Most of it because of Xavier. Um, Bobby Roode and Mojo Rawley, again, fine. Nothing amazing there. I actually, my least favorite of the three was Roode versus um, 
Mahal at the end of the night because all of a sudden they decided we're getting the finals. Yeah, I think I, we're going to get the match again at the Rumble because uh, Mahal will throw a fit that he got. Oh, I wasn't prepared to face him that night, and you know Daniel the, the, Bryan the stuff. Yeah, and so I think we'll get another match, and then because I'm really annoyed that we went through this whole tournament just to put the belt on Bobby when he was in the triple threat with Dolph Ziggler. Like, why did we go through this whole stupid it, 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 tournament? It's funny you mentioned that because I looked at the comments last night when they posted the match online, and, and some people are upset that he won. Yeah. Which is like, it's too soon for him. And it's like, I don't think it's too soon for and him. And it's like, I mean, because I, I would have liked to see Ginger have this. Yeah, I kind of uh, wanted to I, see I, that. I think it's like, hey, you know what? Let's give him this. What, let's see. Because it, it makes Root chase it. But now Root's been chasing for a while. Right. But the problem but, is he chased it, and then they did this drop the belt angle, which yeah. took all the heat out of the chase. And then all of a sudden we have this tournament, and okay, well, darn it. Um, uh, You know, I, I maintain that I think they're going to have a rematch at the Rumble, and I think that Mahal's going to win there. Which would be stupid so to it, me. It should but have been the other way around. I and I, um, and you know what? I don't know if I agree. Simply because um, it would be too predictable. You think? Well, I, I don't know that Rude. That if you're gonna give the belt to Mahal, he needs to hold it for a little bit. He needs a run with it. Um, whereas, like you said, they can put Bobby back in chase mode, and that's that's always gonna work better for him than the heel. Because I always thought with with this, like Mahal would win, and then he'd hold it to like say WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, that's and, what I thought. And in that way, you know, with Rude or you know whatever's the hot SmackDown guy at the moment. Because it, it was tough last night. And maybe it's SmackDown or what it is, but, like, how it's mic'd. But the, the crowd wasn't, like, hot last night. No, the crowd wasn't incredibly hot last night. Um, they were hot for finishes and this, that, and the other thing. And it was funny as they were hotter for the mixed tag match afterwards than they yeah. were for anything during the show. Like, well, that's um, the best wrestling of the night. <laughs> I'm gonna, I will say this. I'm going to give a little credit out here to Mojo Raleigh because Mojo actually had a really good uh, performance against uh, Bobby Roode. I'm liking his mannerisms, and he's gotten more into the heel role. I maintain I've read this a few places, and I agree. He needs a different outfit, and he needs a different finish. Like, those those two that, things need to happen. The finishing move was not great, and, um, yeah, I will agree with you on the uh, on, on the ring attire because yeah. right now he, he, he's, just, he's just acting heel, but he doesn't look the part. He, he needs to uh, still be you know who he is, but change uh, something. Change something. Yeah, yeah. New ring attire. Yeah. Um, a lot of wrestling last night. It was a very heavy wrestling show, which is good. Don't get me yeah, wrong. I'm not, you, I'm not mad about that. You got little, little videos from the women especially about the Royal Rumble, and I was like, ah, you know what? You should have started these a week or two ago because now you're cramming in so many and they're getting maybe five seconds to talk. It's just a, a so many of them back-to-back, back, They you just start to go, okay, all right, all right. You do two or three a week. And then you space them out. That's better, I feel like, than I, I, cramming them all in in one well, episode. I like them short, minutes. but they, but they could have been done in different segments. Well, but they they could have been gotten a little longer. If they'd given them two or three weeks, they could have gotten ten I'm seconds, or you know what I mean. They could have gotten a little longer to establish personalities. And like some people need that. Sarah Logan needs that. Yeah, that's the first Liv time Morgan I, needs I, I, that. I heard those girls talk. That's what I'm saying. Those girls <laughs> need time to actually put their their personalities out there, um, so they can establish themselves. But either way, I mean. So you got those. And then other than that, uh, Riot Squad got an even Stevens win back over Becky, Naomi, and Charlotte. I mean, that happened. So yeah, which I'm happy thing. for. I mean, sure, but it's just even Stevens booking kind of bores me because it, nobody benefits from that. Everybody stays right where they are. And that's not the point of all of this. Somebody well, is supposed to move forward. Yeah, and there's so. no, there's no pay. Well, it needs a payoff match, right? And then we've already done the payoff because match. what they should be doing is it should be a lot of singles matches, or it should be. You know, where nobody wins, there's like a beatdown of some kind. You know, yeah. get the DQ finishes. And- yeah. No, I agree. I agree with you. Um, and we'll move from that to the mixed tag team match. We had the very first one last night on Facebook Live. Uh, I watched it today. Um, I will say this right away. It almost feels like one of those old Saturday 
wrestling events, Saturday morning or uh, uh, just the like, the like superstars, superstars or you know yeah. the old ones. I'm not talking about superstars that you're used to. I'm talking about superstars from like the 80s yeah, or whatever, well, that, it was, that, or that the that early 90s. Too. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Um, I'm talking about those because it felt more fun and it felt oh, it more organic. Yeah, it felt more organic and fun. It didn't like there were no there was no outside rivalry flowing into this and everything and it just kind of felt like its own standalone thing and I kind of dug it. I was fun. The match was still good. You had Sasha Banks and Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Natalia. Um everybody was everybody. I mean they they were they were all good. They all performed well. Yeah, it was weird because with Shinsuke being a face and then Natalia the heel like how, Well, and you how, saw how, the miscommunication saw, as a result. And you saw that. Yeah. Yeah. It's and I don't know what, what where the tournament is. If there's brackets or if we're going to see that team more than once. I mean, I, I kind of hope. Yeah, we have to see them more than once because um, the whole point is if they win this whole thing, they win money for yeah, a cause yeah. or something like that. But there's so like, we'll it's see. Like a, what eight or twelve week tournament? But the I just felt bad for like Shinsuke because it's like I mean the matchup was good, but yeah. it's just like oh, is he really one and done in this tournament? I yeah, mean, he's one and done in the tournament, but that's fine. I mean, I don't think the tournament's that big of a deal. Um, it's fun. But that's the thing is I don't think the tournament really uh, matters all that well, much. Well, I mean, and he didn't need the loss. I mean, I, we knew that. I figured that would be Natalia in this matchup um, just to protect the other stars. So I have no idea. So, but, but the wrestling was good in that match, though. It was good. Because the first time I think Natalia and Sasha Banks been in the ring together, too. Right. No, I agree. And, and then the crowd loved that the, the face-off at the beginning with Shinsuke and Finn, Finn Balor. It was, right. You know, and if you're a SmackDown you know, watcher, you're just like, oh, I got Finn Balor coming to my show? How awesome is that? Right. No, I agree. I agree. Um, but it was fun. It was fun. And Sin, uh, Finn Balor and Sasha Banks get the win when Banks makes Natalia top out to the uh, the bank statement. Yeah. And then we've got next week, it's going to be Biggie and Carmella versus um, Asuka and Miz. I love their name. Asuka. That's their pretty great. Their promos are great. But yeah, they're pretty good. The New Day Carmella had a fun promo. No, it was too. fun. That yeah, was fun. You know, th- th- they seem to be... You know, I mean, it's Miz and Oscar are going to win this hands down. But right. uh, well, um, I think that puts a bow on everything we wanted to really talk about. So now we can get to the main event of the episode, yep. where we are going to talk about the well, we're going to talk to the ravishing Russian Lana. Yes. So we are going to talk to her. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we'll do that right now. An Eat Sleep Podcast repeat exclusive right here on FM 99. We are speaking with the ravishing Russian Lana, who in addition to being a WWE women's wrestler, is one of the stars of Total Divas, which airs Wednesday on E, 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Lana, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So, okay, Dave and I are here. We're going to ask you a few questions, but I got to know, first of all, we were talking about Total Divas. We've actually been doing a little bit of research, and we found out we were going to be talking to you and maybe watching more Total Divas than I like to admit. When they... (laughs) When they approached you about being on Total Divas, how did you feel about it? Were you excited, or were, did the reality TV aspect kind of make you nervous? Oh, no, I was so excited. I'm, I'm made for reality TV. I love I love that. I mean, I've always wanted to be on Total Divas since season one. I've watched it, um, and so it was just, it was, I was honored and so grateful. And if, if you follow me on Instagram, I like to... I like to show a lot of my life at all times, so it only made sense for me to show all of my life at all times on the reality <laughs> show. <laughs> that does make sense, and I do, in fact, follow you <laughs> on Instagram, so there's that. Um, when you awesome. okay, <laughs> when you were going to be on the show, I, did it concern you at all, given your character, because you were going to be kind of breaking that wall? Um, well, actually, that was the main reason why they kept they didn't put me on until the sixth season, is because I... I debuted with Rusev on SmackDown and Raw um, when they were starting to film season two, and they just didn't, you know, they wanted to protect our characters. They didn't, you know, they wanted to make sure, you know, Rusev, as you see, 
he's liked more than me on that show practically. I think he's liked more than <laughs> he's really the star of that show. <laughs> um, but you know, he's just so funny, and I think they wanted to you know not show all his comedy um, aspects because he's just he's such a lovable, funny guy and so they wanted to you know protect him and obviously they wanted they didn't want to you know show how talented i am that i can speak in many different accents <laughs> so no i'm kidding but they uh, they wanted to protect showing my real our real lives and save that for later which i'm really really thankful that that happened because it helped us be even bigger bad guys on yep. smackdown and raw well you definitely see his more of his uh comedy side nowadays if you will. When do you guys tape this show? Because I know your schedules oh, yeah. are, are, are so busy. When do you have time to tape Total Divas? Well, we are filming Total Divas, which is about five, six months of the year. Um, I don't have any days off. I just keep going. And the show is, a lot of the show is what you make of it. And if, you know, if you want to keep on filming on those days off, you're, you're going to be on, more on that show. And I, I love my job. I'm a workaholic. I, and so I just go, I go, okay, the next five months, I'm going to pack a bag and I'm going to have closed mail to me because I'm not going to be home. And that's just kind of how how it goes. And really with that show is what you put in is what you get out of it. So if you're willing to work six months with no days off, you're going to have a lot more stories on that show. And that's how I am. And I, I love it. I love it. I just keep going. <laughs> Is there somebody in that show that you've uh, struck up some good friendships with and maybe some that you're not as tight with now because you're with them all the time? I think all of us girls, you know, a lot of us were together all the time. And so we become like sisters. And Natty and I, she's like my sister. I love her so much. But, you know, we fight a lot. But it's like I can't explain to you. Like, I have so much love in my heart for her. And I think she does the same for me, even though she likes to throw my stuff into the ocean. But that's how I am with my family. I mean, my bro- I have two brothers and a sister, and we fight like cats and dogs, and then we're like, oh, sorry, sorry. Let's- okay, let's go have ice cream. Okay, let's go watch some TV. <laughs> and everything's good again, and I think that's, you know, that's Daddy and I. It's like we fight, but like then we make up, and you know, I know she, at the end of the day, through our fight, she, if I have if I have a match and I have questions about my match, even if we're not talking to each other or we're furious at each other, I know I can go and ask her questions and she would be there to help me completely there for me and help me put together, you know, what's the best thing to do in that match. And so, you know, to me, that's, that's, a, tr- that's a real friendship is like, can we, can we work through things even when it gets rough? Because real, in any friendship, Things are going to get hard. You are going to get in fights. You are going to get in arguments. And then what are you going to do with that argument? Are you going to just run and not talk to each other ever again? Or are you going to work it out and, you know, take ownership for your mistakes and apologize to one another and forgive one another and become better friends from that? Yeah, that and makes So I would definitely say Natty's one of, one of definitely that person to me. That makes a lot of sense. But we were while we're talking about the positives and negatives from the show, uh, you've talked about before, and in fact, it was it was on the show. It's been a subject of conversation. You talked about some of the negativity that can be found on online and within the WWE universe. That's kind of been directed at you, and you know you've had some conversations yeah. on there about it. I saw a particular segment where you and Nikki Bella were discussing it, and she was telling you that look, if you want to do this, don't even worry about them. Have you found ways to kind of let that to kind of just brush that off? Or because I imagine the show probably invites more of both positive and negative. From from the WWE oh, Universe. 
Oh, for sure. And, and, and I think it's just people, you know, people think they know you so well because they've seen you on reality TV for 45 minutes. But the reality is it's only 45 minutes. And we have nine girls on the show, so we film a lot. But, like, you know, then it goes into edit and things are cut out. And, you know, like, you can't, you can't put, I mean, it's a show at the end of the day. And so people think they know you and make judgments. But, you know, that's just, that comes with the territory. And, you know, at the same time, then there's people that love you and, you know, are so encouraging. And, and those are the things that I, or I just have to focus on because I'm like, you know, I am human and I am flawed and I am not perfect and I do make mistakes. And I hope that I can, you know, encourage people in a, out there that, you know, you just take ownership for the things that you do wrong. Learn from the mistakes that you do wrong. Apologize when you do things wrong and try your very best to not make that mistake again and, you know, continue to chase your dreams. I, you know, my dream has always been I want to be a wrestler. I want to, you know, one day hopefully win that championship and become the first ever ravishing champion. And I hope that my story out there, you know, encourages other people that, yeah, I, I'm not the best. I, I, when I started competing, I wasn't the best, but it's like the slow and the steady wins the race. And what are you going to do? Are you gonna, when, you, when you fall flat on your face, are you going to stay down? Are you going to get back up and brush your knees off and continue to chase your dreams? And those are the things that I hope, you know, I hope I show on that show to people and encourage people to be resilient and keep on chasing their dreams no matter what people say or think about you. Did you think that uh, when you first came with the WWE and before the Divas show that you would be in the ring? Because we just saw you as a manager, and I, I didn't think that you'd be somebody that would be wrestling a couple of years later. Now you're doing this. Uh, do you? What do you? What do you see with? That? I always wanted to wrestle. Yeah, I always wanted to wrestle. I always wanted to wrestle, and I remember I just, you know, um, I just I come from an acting background, so acting came, you know, the, the acting and the talking and the character. Um, part came very quickly to me while maybe other people that get signed to WWE maybe like wrestling comes quicker to them but then they have to work on their promos a lot longer and developmental but you know Dusty Rhodes was a big part of my success and my very very first promo class I had like four different characters already four different promos and he was just like I love you baby <laughs> he would tell me, I'll never forget, like, he pulled me aside after my very first promo class, and he goes, never, no, I don't care what people say about you, I don't care if people are mean to you, never lose your ambition. Always come with this many questions, always come with this many characters, always keep pitching. He goes, you're going to go very far in this business, and he goes, a lot of people are not going to like you because of that, but never lose that. And then he said, I want you to uh, work, he called Rusev, Rusinov. He's like, and I want you to work with Rusinov. And that was day one of my promo class. And so, you know, I think that's, that's why my journey led that way. Because, you know, people, most people are in, in development program for three years, at least, even longer now. And I was lucky to be paired with Rusev and brought up a lot quicker but at the same time, you know, because of that, my in-ring journey has been very unconventional. I would, I try to go to NXT on my days off, or I try, you know, I go to the um, ring early to train with the producers or Goldust or Rusev or whatever girls are there, and it's so it's unconventional and it's a different journey. But you know, I have to follow my own 
pass no matter what people think. Lana, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate getting to hear your story and everything, and uh, we're all very excited to see more of you in the ring, which I know you want to do. And uh, we look forward to seeing more of you on Total Divas. Yes. Yeah. An exciting episode this week, Rusev. And I go to Bulgaria and we're herding sheep, wow. possibly, and maybe milking cows and competing for a house. So definitely tune in. It's a lot of fun. It's a big thing with Rusev. Going to be a very ravishing Rusev day. Yay, hey, <laughs> Rusev day! We didn't have to set it up for you. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, again, Lana, thank you so much for joining us on Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, Total Divas again airs on Wednesdays on E from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. Lana, thank you again so much. Thank you for having me. Happy Rusev Day. Happy Rusev Day. That was a great interview. That was she was fun. She man, she she was she, <laughs> sometimes when you talk to them, they're not willing to, to really open up much, but she talked she was willing to, to like really give you long like detailed answers, which I like. Yeah. Because it's not just a yeah, no. And yeah. hey, you know what? She she said Rusev Day. She did. She I was did. happy about we that. We didn't have to like set it up. You know, I was waiting for that. And yeah. and it's and talking to her. It be, you know, I wasn't sure if she was going to be in Lana, you know, with the accent and everything else. Right. It slips in there every little bit. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, she was she was good. She was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so next week, uh, we're going to be talking Raw and some of our favorite memories and everything. We'll talk about what happened that week, but we're also going to talk about the Raw 25 yeah. and some of our favorite memories. And we want to know your favorite memories. What are your some of your, some of your favorite moments from the 25-year history of Raw? Send them to us, ESPR at FM99.com. That is the best way to send them to us. Uh, you can also reach out to us at ESPR99 on Twitter. Twitter and Facebook.com slash ESPR99. Please let us know. We want to hear from you uh, so that we can do that. And also, if you have any, any like, send them to us. Now, no guarantees we'll get to use it because we only get a little bit of time. But if we have any questions, we are going to be talking to, next week supposedly, uh, we're going to get a chance to talk to Natalia. We're going to be interviewing Natalia, so that'll be a lot of fun. So we'll also talk to her. Uh, if you got any questions for Natalia, send them on over. You know, please be... Be professional with your questions. There's certain things you know we're not going to ask, so don't go there. Should I not bring up the farting gimmick? I would not bring up the <laughs> farting gimmick, Dave. So remember, tell a friend, like, share, review, please. If you're on iTunes especially, a review and a rating is a big deal. Uh, but we'll be back next week with the Raw 25 anniversary and Natalia while we eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat.